Prepare your heart to be moved by God through the preaching and teaching of His Word as delivered at Truth Gatherer's Dream Center Church. Turning your Bibles to Genesis chapter 32. We're going to highlight verses 25 through 28. I promise I got a lot of scriptures I'm going to go through today, but uh, as usual, but I mean, we're going to... We're gonna get we're gonna start here. This is the foundational scripture for the message. And the message we are in, we are still in the upgrade. We're still in the series of the upgrade. And the only thing that I could think the name is I, I was trying to God was trying to give me names, but the subtitle is through the pain to get to your upgrade. Through the pain to get to your upgrade. All right. If you got if you got the scripture, here we go. Here we go. If you don't have your Bibles, look and 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 I gotta bless my brother Bishop over here, Bishop Chris Parrish over here. We are. Uh, he called me. He said, "Man, I'm putting a, putting a challenge on you to bring your Bible, your real Bible, not your phone. That flipping pages Bible. You know what I'm saying? Get 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 it in your hand to flip your pages. So so I got my Bible, Chris. I got it. I got it. I got it. This morning, Hallelujah. Uh, Genesis chapter 32, verse 25. It says, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Watch this. And he said, let me go for day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and has prevailed. Look, what I want, what I, what I want y'all to get, I want y'all to see in this. It said, through the pain to get to the upgrade, to get to your upgrade. See, in this passage of scripture, I'm going to break this down real quick. Then we're going to move on, right? All right. So, uh, well, first, 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 first before I get started, first before I get started, I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta slow down. God said, slow down. Hold on. My wife, my wife texted me and said, take your time. I said, all right. All right, I'm gonna take my time. Where this this message came from, it kind of started back on last Sunday. I wasn't here last Sunday. You know, I hate missing church. I do, but Michaela, my my, my stepdaughter, and and Bria, uh, no Bria, uh, they were moving into their first apartment, moving in last week. So I was moving. You know, what I'm saying I'm moving stuff. She had a storage unit, so we moving stuff out of the storage unit. We moving stuff to the apartment, all this kind of stuff. Felt fine that day, but I have back problems from time to time. So Monday, when I got up, <clears throat> I was moving gingerly. I was just, the back was hurting, and normally I'm in the gym at five in the morning. I'll be honest with you. Monday through Friday, I'm in the gym five in the morning, and I ain't go to the gym Monday. I ain't go to the gym Tuesday, Wednesday. Got the Bible study. I came and Prophetess Wilkes had prayed that day because we were just doing prayer. And it got to the end, towards the end, and I was walking, I was praying, and I was rubbing my back. And I'm how many of you know you gotta have some people that'll pray for? You gotta have some intercessors. Sister Bethany saw me walking and praying and rubbing my back, and she stopped me. She said, Stop me. She said, she just started praying for me. And as I was praying, as she was praying, you know, I, I felt the Holy Ghost. I felt the warmth in my back. But then as you start moving, Pastor, you ever had to, where you, you, you step and you don't, you just ain't even moving hard, but you step and that sharp pain hit in the back and it'll pause you, you'll pause. So I'm walking and I'm praying and I felt the pause. I'm like, God, she just prayed. I believe, you know what I'm saying? I'm believing in faith for the healing. And God said to me, Sometimes you got to praise through your pain. You got to praise through your pain. And I said, God, I, I said, oh, God, that's a sermon right there. <laughs> and then I'm behind with you. After we got outside, me and her were talking, and Pastor Joe was coming out. I was like, man, I'm going to whisper this to you because I don't want him to say you got to preach. And look at here. I'm here up here preaching. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. God knew what he was doing the whole time. <laughs> I said, I ain't finna say nothing about Pastor Joe, because you gonna say, you got it, you got it, son. I, I ain't know I had it anyway. <laughs> look at God, though. But, 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 but as we go back to the scripture, we, we look, we see, we see Jacob. 
is in a situation where he's he's getting ready to re he's reconciling with his brother because see Jacob means if you look up the definition of what Jacob means it means trickster or supplanter right this is the Jacob that we're talking about we're talking about the same Jacob that that that, that tricked his brother out of his birthright mm -hmm. his brother had been out Esau had been out hunting all day and he was famished and he was starving and Jacob Jacob could cook and Jacob could throw down so Jacob has some lentils for him he, he said look look at man I give you the lentils you give me your birthright you know what I'm saying you can't get something for nothing he said no, give me your birthright you know no, no, that's the Jacob we talking about so 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 he gave him the lentils he took the birthright but then it's the same Jacob same Jacob that got with his mama and tricked the daddy into giving up the inheritance because see, most the majority of the inheritance went to the firstborn so him and the mama conspired and, and tricked him and put on a deer skin and he done gone into the daddy and the daddy felt his arm because Esau was hairy. And you know, he was like, look, if he go in, if I go in there with these little, I ain't got no hair on my arms. He gonna know it ain't Esau. So he went in there because by this time, Isaac couldn't really see good. I don't know if he had cataracts, glaucoma, I don't know what was going on, but he couldn't really see real good. So when he felt him, he thought it was Esau. So he blessed him and gave him the majority of the inheritance. Which caused a strife between Esau and Jacob. It's the same Jacob now. But he was out by himself. And an angel came up on him. And he was wrestling with the angel. <laughs> Come on. Some of y'all ain't, y'all, y'all ain't get this so good in this scripture. He's, he's wrestling with the angel. And Jacob is so strong. Even wrestling with the angel that the angel said, no, nah, man, I can't do this. He hit him in the hip, knocked his hip out of joint. Jacob, like, I don't care about that. I don't care about that pain. I ain't worried about that pain. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm going to hold on through the pain. He said, look, look, look. I don't care what kind of pain it is. The pain is not, is not bad enough for me to let you go. And see, what God is saying to us through this scripture is that sometimes we got to hold on through the pain in order to get our upgrade. Some of us letting go too soon. Some of us letting go too soon. You, 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 you hold on for a little while. You know, you know, yeah, y'all say y'all gonna hold on till your chain come, but you don't. You say you're gonna hold on till your chain come, but you don't. That's just a song to you. You don't really mean it. Cause cause when times get hard, then you let go. And you try looking for everything else, but you ain't seeing God. Come on, come on. I'm 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 gonna get that. I'm gonna go on here. I'm gonna go on here. God, God said the first point, first point, first point. God said you gotta pray through your pain. Mm, mm. We gotta pray through your pain. And, and, and Prophetess Wilkes preached on it uh, a couple of weeks ago. She she, she went into to First Samuel and she was dealing with Hannah and Elkanah. And, I, and God started touching on some different things with this. But we are gonna go on through it. Sam, first Samuel chapter one. It says now there was a certain man of Ramate. Some of them, some of them, uh, of Mount Ephraim, uh, and his uh, name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, and Eph uh, Ephrathite. And he had two wives. I'm going to get to that point in a minute. He had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went out uh, of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, uh, the priest of the Lord, were there. And, and when the time was that Elkanah offered, uh, he gave to Penina his wife and to all her sons and daughters poor. But unto Hannah, oh, but unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb, and her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb, and as uh, as he did uh, so year by year when he sent uh, when she went up to the house of the Lord, and so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. She had so much pain. She cried and and didn't eat. Come on, she cried and didn't eat. This woman is. You can't have no kids. I don't know why he wants you. Ooh, come on, come on. Come on, I'm, 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 I'm going to get to a point. I'm going to get to a point on that one in a minute. I'm going to get to a point. Let me slow down. It says, Then said Elkanah, her husband, uh, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? He said, look, look. Hannah, I love you, baby. 
Look, I, I know I got I know I got Panina. I know we got the kids over there, but I still love you. That I don't love you no less than I love her. Am I not enough? Am I not enough? Come on, come on. That's a pain right there. See, see, he got pain. Hold on, hold on. He feeling the pain because he feel like he's not enough, but we ain't going to go there. So, so, so Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli, the priest, sat upon the seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul. Bitterness. That's pain. Come on. Come on. That's pain. Bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, oh, Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look upon, uh, look on my uh, on the affliction of thine handmaiden and remember me and not forget thine handmaiden, but will give unto thine handmaiden a man child. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. See, 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 me on, on Wednesday, I had to pray through my pain, even though I was hurting. I was hurting and rubbing, but I was praying the whole time. God, I was praying. I was praying for other people. God, I wasn't even praying for me. I was praying for other people. God, God, I said, look, God said, no, I don't want your heart on you. I'm going to take care of you. She didn't already pray for you, but I'm, I need you to pray for other people. So I'm just walking and praying. And God said, look, and despite the pain, even through the pain, I had to pray. Yeah. Through the emotional pain, through the pain from your, your children, through your physical pain, through the mental pain, through the psychological pain. You got to pray in order to get to your upgrade. See, some of us, we, we get in and we like, God, I done prayed. You pray once and you think that's it. You pray once and you think that's it. Y'all eat good at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Then you go to the gym. You think you can go to the gym once and that's going to be it. No, this ain't the same thing with prayer. Sometimes you got to press in. You got to keep going. You got to go back. God, sometimes you got to know. Sometimes you got to let people know how serious you are. Yeah. <laughs> come, on, come on, come on. You got to let people know. And, and, and see, see, here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to go through this real quick. I'm going to go through this. See, I'm, I'm going to get to Hannah and Penina because Hannah, Penina was part of Hannah's pain. <laughs> because see, they, they, they live in, it, it was a polyamorous marriage. And see, I understand now why God said marriage is between one man and one woman. And he did it to save y'all. Because if some of y'all had a husband and you had a panana in your life, y'all would have killed panana. I'm telling you. He said, I don't want you to be a murderer. So I ain't gonna look, we're gonna save one man and one woman. He said, No, 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 we're gonna stop this in the old testament over here. Cause some of these women gonna kill somebody if they keep coming at him picking them about they ain't got no kids. I'm just being real. That's James. That's the James Ezekiel interpretation. That's not the Amplified Bible or the King James. That's the James Ezekiel interpretation. But I think he saved some of y'all because y'all would have killed somebody. I'm mean, y'all would have killed Panana. Panana would been them kids would been orphans or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> but, but you gotta pray through the pain. Mm. You see, see, some of us just pray one time. We don't go, look, look, that, there was a movie a few years ago called The War Room where a woman went in the closet and she had a prayer. She wrote them out and she put them on the wall and she went in there to pray. But see, some of y'all, y'all ain't got, y'all closet just got shoes in and got clothes. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't got no war room. Come on, come on. Y'all ain't praying through the pain. You pray one time and think that's it. No, you gotta press. Yeah. God said, you gotta pray. You gotta press. I'm here, but I'm waiting on you. I need, I need to see if you really want it. Yeah. He said, I need you to be like a kid. You know what I'm saying? You know how kids are. You, you go to the store. You be like, Mama, can I get that? Mama, can I have a candy bar? No, no, no. Can I have a candy bar, Mama? No, no. Can I have a candy bar? No, no. Mama, can I have a candy bar? No. Can I have a candy bar? All right, boy. Go on some more. You finally say, yeah, but how many times did he have to ask to get that candy bar? God said, you got to pray through the pain. <laughs> you got to pray more than once. You got to keep coming. The next thing God said, God said, you got to praise. Point two, you got to praise through your pain. Watch this. He took me over to Acts. He took me over to Acts chapter 16. All right. Watch this. And it says, and it came to pass as we went to pray, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. All right. So see, we got a little fortune teller just following behind, behind Paul and Silas right now. So, uh, it says that the same followed Paul and us and cried saying, these men are the servants of the most high God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. So she wasn't just following them one day. Hmm. She followed them multiple days. 
She a stalker. <laughs> but Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that same hour. And when, when her master saw, this is where it get good, watch this. And, and when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Hold on, let me flip the page. Here we go. And brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. All they were doing was minding their own business. Doing the work of God. Then you got this woman, this stalker woman that's possessed following them. Then he cast out the devil out the woman and the people she working with get mad because you can cut off our money. Hold on. The love of money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. Let me correct that. The love of money is the root of all evil. People misquote that scripture all the time. All right, but watch this. So they chasing money. <laughs> the dudes are chasing money. They mad because Paul done cut off their money, right? So he tell the magistrates, and then they commanded to be beaten. They stripped them, tore their clothes off, and beat them in the middle of the street. Then threw them in the prison. Now watch this, watch this. And when they, all right, no, no, no. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made them feet uh, made their feet fast in the stocks? So not only are they in prison, but they are chained so they can't even move. They can't go nowhere. Somebody say, "Break every chain." Watch this. Break every chain. At midnight, and at midnight, Paul and Silas they pray. And they sang praises. They in pain. They'd have been beaten, thrown in the jail, in stock. But they prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's bands were loosed. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm gonna I'm, 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 I'm get this point because I got before I get to the next point. There are some of y'all, y'all gotta pray so much through your pain that other people get loose. <laughs> Paul and Silas was praying and praising so hard that the earthquake came, that the, all the doors opened, everybody was set free. So when we in here praising, you can't just sit down on your hands because <laughs> somebody's breakthrough is dependent on your praise. See, you ain't just praising for you. You praising for, uh, uh, for this sister over here. You praising for Bishop over here. You praying for Sylvester. Your praise is going to bring his breakthrough. But see, you selfish. You thinking about yourself. Sister Bridget, wasn't that what the lesson was about this morning? See, some of y'all need to go on church school. Y'all get an extra word then. You know what I'm saying? You need to go on online church school on Sunday morning, 8 30. That's my plug. I'm done. <laughs> and the keeper of the prison was awakened. He awakened out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open. He drew out his sword and would have killed himself. This man got so scared because the prison doors was open that everybody was loose that he was finna kill himself. And Paul said to him, Paul said, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because he thought, that, the dude thought that all the prisoners had left. So he was like, man, I'm finna lose. He didn't think he was just going to get fired. He thought they was going to kill him. So he was like, man, I'm going to kill myself. Paul said, no, say cry. Now I would lie by saying, do, uh, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? See, when you praise through your pain, it's going to draw somebody in because they ain't going to understand. That confused 
lose the enemy. Some people look, people that are looking for something in their life, they looking for Jesus. They don't know him as they say. When they see you praise through your pain because they know what you go through on your job. They see what you go through. They see how the boss treats you. They see how everybody else talk about you and scandalize your name. But you, but you still praise. You still come in and show love. Look, they, they wondering what it is. And the jailer said, man, what must I do to be saved? He said, even in your pain, you praising and you praying. We didn't beat you. We didn't put you in the stock. But your praises and your praying to this God then loose to it cause the earthquake and loose to everybody in here. You got to praise through your pain because somebody's, somebody else's breakthrough is depending on it. You thinking it's just about you. And sometimes it hurts, but sometimes, sometimes you might have to change your praise. Hold up, hold up. Sometimes you can't get over there and you get that, 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 get that, that. Sometimes you can just lift your hands. Sometimes you just got to say hallelujah, Jesus. Sometimes, sometimes you got to be, and, I, and this, is my, this is my own interpretation too, because when, when, when Hannah was in there praying, it said that Eli came in and he saw her, and he saw her mouth moving, but he didn't hear nothing coming out. And in my belief, I believe she was in there speaking in her prayer language, but she just wasn't letting nothing come out. She was like, and he couldn't hear what she was saying. He thought she was drunk, but she was in there praising. She was in there praying in her prayer language. And out of that came Samuel, plus some other kids. You got to understand, you got to praise even in the midst of your pain. I know your money ain't right. I know the relationship ain't right. Look, I know, I know, no, you got a bad report from the doctor. But, but, but God said you got to praise anyway. Because it ain't even about you. It's about somebody else getting their breakthrough. Watch this. Watch. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to move on, move on. Point number three, point number three. You got to pursue through your pain. You got to pursue through your pain. You're going to notice these are all P's. I was going to do the PPP. But God gave me more than three P's, so I was like, you know, I was going to try and play off the PPP loan. <laughs> but God gave me more than three P's, so I was like, all right, we're just going to go through the pain till you upgrade, get to the upgrade. Look, <laughs> look, we got, look, you can have, look, see, we can have joy in the Lord. There's joy in the Lord. You got to understand, we got to have a good time in the Lord. Go to Mark, Mark chapter 5. I'm going to highlight verses 25 through 29 real quick, real quick. You got to pursue through your pain. All right. And it says, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. How many? How many? We're going to get to that point in a minute. And had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Woo, she was in an even more pain. Ah, she was in pain, went to the doctor, and now she in more pain. Broke and in more pain. So now she in financial pain and even more physical pain. Watch this. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in the, in, in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. What God said to me is this. Some of y'all been pursuing the wrong things. Some of y'all been pursuing the wrong things. Watch this. I'm I'm, 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 I'm get this. See, some of y'all been chasing after the position. You've been chasing after, after, after the power. You've been chasing after money. You've been pursuing all these things. You've been pursuing the man. You've been pursuing the woman. You've been pursuing all these other things, but you ain't been pursuing him. And my Bible says that if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all, he didn't say some, he said all these things will be added unto you. But when you're pursuing the wrong things, and then you get tired because you don't even pursuing your pain. You're like, I'm too tired today. I'm tired. I'm, I'm hurting. I ain't going to go to church. Church open. Your deliverance is here. But you ain't pursuing. You sitting at home on your couch. You got to press your... And see, that's the other thing. She didn't just pursue. She pressed. Because, see, she wasn't even supposed to be out the house. She wasn't even supposed to be out the house. But how long has she had the issue? 12 years. And my Bible says that the meaning of 12 is, is considered a perfect number. How many disciples were there? 
How many tribes of Israel were they? Come on now. 12 represents God's power and authority. So she said to herself, man, it's been 12 years. I've been dealing with this 12 years. And I heard, I heard this man named Jesus. Oh, God in the flesh. I heard God in the flesh was walking by. He was coming through. She couldn't see him. See, 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 that's faith. She activated her faith to get up out of house to pursue after the one she knew could hear. And she said, I don't even need to touch him. I ain't even got to talk to him. He ain't got to lay hands on me. If I could just touch the hem of his, what's connected to him. If you come up out your house, you worried about the pain, you worried about all these different things. But if you come out your house and just press to touch what's connected to God. But you sitting in your house wondering why God won't do nothing for you. You ain't pursuing him. You ain't pursuing him. Come on. Yeah, I know you got a little pain, but you got to press through your pain. Come on. Look, I ain't finna let God. Look. Come on. My God. Oh, my God. By, by his stripes, I'm healed. So even when I'm in pain, I'm going. I got to be laid out for me not to go. Come on now. You look. You got to understand. What's the song? The choir be singing. I'm chasing after you. No matter what I got to do. Because I need you more and more. We got to get that mindset. We got to pursue after him. Even in the midst of pain. My mama pursued after God. The whole time. And we prayed and we pursued. And we praised. For my daddy to get delivered. August 18, my daddy, August 18, 1993, my daddy got out of rehab and hadn't touched a lick of liquor since. But you got to pursue. It was 17 years of my life that my daddy was alcoholic. You got to understand, 17 years, and we pursued for 17 years. We prayed for 17 years, and God got it 28 years. And I can tell you right now, I'll be honest with you, it's still some liquor behind the bar. Because he would buy for his family when they come over for different events. But he went, he ain't touched a drop in 28 years. When God does a thing, when God gives you the upgrade, ain't nothing nobody can do about it. But you got to pursue. You got to pray. You got to praise through the pain. Were those years good? No. Was it painful? Yes. But you got to keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. And I don't know if it's right. I got to pray. I got to talk to God about it. I heard this dude say, I heard a preacher say one time. He said, look, he said to the, he said to the daughter in verse 34, he said, and he said unto her, daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. And the preacher, the preacher I heard said it like this. He said, when God went to somebody and healed them, he said they were healed or, you know, they were you know, healed, whatever, whatever. But because she pursued, she got made whole. He said, if God walked up on him like he walked up on, 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 on the man at the pool of Bethesda, he said, man, do you want to you know, do you want to be healed? He said, I have no one to put me in the tub. I got no one to put me in the pool when it's, the water's trouble. Jesus was like, I ain't ask you that. <laughs> Do you want to be healed? So he got healed. You know, and he spit in the mud and put it on that. That man got healed. But he said, because she pursued, she got, he said, daughter, die. be whole. Be whole. There's a difference. You can be healed and not be whole. You can be healed and not be whole. Just know that. No, no, just know that. All right, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Next point, point number four, point number four. He said you got to proclaim through your pain. You got to proclaim through your pain. What you mean, preacher? He took me over to John chapter four. And this is one. This is, this is a very famous passage of scripture, but we're going to go through it. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not, 
but his disciples. That's, that's a key note. Know that. Know that. He left Judea and departed into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. So in order to get to Galilee, he had to go through Samaria. Like if you leave here and you go into Quincy, you got to go through Midway. All right? All right. So he had to go through Samaria. Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar. Near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Then cometh the woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples, this is the reason why, he said, For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which, a, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. I'm going to get back to that point. That, put, a, put a pen in right there. I'm going to come back to that one real quick. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee, Give me the drink, thou would have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. She giving him logical stuff. From whence then hast thou whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank there of himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up to everlasting life. Watch this. We got about to get to the point real quick. Then the woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, uh, neither come hither to draw. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. Here we go. We finna get into it. Then the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five. One, two, three, four, five. And he whom thou hast is not thy husband. In that, in that saidest thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye shall worship, ye, um, ye worship, ye now know not what we now, we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour cometh and now is, come on now, the hour cometh and now is that the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such worship. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Then the woman saith unto him, I know the Messiah is cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon his, and upon this came his disciples. But then he said, he said, the woman, he sent the woman away and she says, come see a man. He sent her back into the city. He said, come see a man, which told me all the things I ever did. Is this not the Christ? Now, this is what I want you to tell you. I'm, I'm going to break this down. This is a woman that's broken. You're like, what you mean, Pastor? How you know she's broken? She done had five husbands. She done had five failed marriage, and she's shacking with another dude. That's emotional pain. Because I can tell you in her, she was probably feeling like, why can't my marriage last? Nobody gets into marriage for it to fail. The vows say till death do us part. And I told y'all to put a pen in that one verse. She said, when she, when she said, hold on, hold on, why are you talking to me? I'm a woman from Samaria. You a Jew. Pardon me. I'm like, man, was she trying to seduce him right there? She was trying to pick up another man right there? She got one at the house. She was trying to test him to see what he was going to do. She was going to see if he was going to bite. You know what I'm saying? You got to watch. You got to be careful, man. Y'all got to be careful. Look, 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 look. I'm going to be real with you now. Look, but, but she was in emotional pain. Y'all like, y'all didn't never think she was in pain. Y'all just, y'all just like, oh, she's just a woman at the well. She was just trying to get some water. No, no, this woman was in pain. Because if you done been in five relationships that them, you been in five marriages that them failed. And you shacking with somebody else. 
There's an emotional pain there. There's some, there's some insecurity. There's some hurt there. There's some healing that needs to go on. But yet, even in the midst of her, she didn't get ready to do. She, she was honest about her situation, though. And what God told me to tell someone, he said, look, God told me to ask, what are you attracting? What are you attracting? Hmm. Because the Bible, our Bible says in Proverbs 18, 22, whoso findeth the wife findeth the good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. And then when I went into my commentary, it says a good wife is a gift from Yahweh. It's not a blind chance that brings such a blessed, uh, blessed union. She is one of the highest expressions of God's favor. Woo. My daughter, I want to tell you, you are one of the highest expressions of God's favor. You are going to be the highest expression of God's favor to your husband, to your, your Boaz, the man that God got for you. Sister, you're going to be the highest expression of God's favor uh, to, to that man. Look, there, God got somebody for you, but it, you, it's about what you attract. See, somebody in here, I don't know who it is, I ain't pretty, somebody out there that's, look, that's listening to, that, 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 that you keep getting the same kind of dude, same kind of dude, same kind of dude, and you wonder why the relationship, you keep attracting the same kind of dude. That's why God said, what are you attracting? Mm. Man, this, this is so, uh, they say that the statistics have gone down on young folks getting married. The young people ain't getting married as early or whatnot, whatnot. Not, people, not, not many people get married. Look, marriage is a beautiful thing. But I was talking with somebody the other day and I said, look, I think, I, I believe that people are not getting married because they don't see, see, marriage, let me, let me explain what marriage is really is. Marriage is an earthly example of Christ's love to the church. The church is Christ's bride. So how Christ treats the church is how the man, the husband, is supposed to treat his wife. Come on, and we look. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say this: We love everybody here at True Gathers. We love people we hate the sin. So we're talking about marriage in the context of a man and a woman. All that other stuff you can do legally in the United States—that ain't what we talking about here. We talking about biblical marriage with a man and a woman. We love you. We love you. But we hate the sin. I need you to understand that. All right. So, 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 so I, I need you. I need you to get it. It's about what are you attracting? Are you attracting a Boaz or a Bozo? For y'all young people, millennials and younger, go look up who Bozo is. It was a clown. It was a show back in the 80s and 90s. You know, 80s. Uh, it was a clown. But anyway. Uh, but this woman, even in the midst of being divorced three times, even in the midst of shacking up with a dude, when, get, when she met Jesus, she went out and proclaimed, come see a man. She was proclaiming in the midst of her emotional pain. She was proclaiming that this is the Messiah. This is the Christ. This is, come see a man that told me all about myself, that knew everything that I had been through, that knew about me. Ain't nobody like this. Ain't, there's nobody like this Jesus. You better come see this man. And the people came out. You got to proclaim through your pain. What do you got to proclaim? You got to proclaim that I am a wife. I, I am a wife to God. I am a Proverbs 31 woman. I am a man of God. I am I'm wealthy. I'm healthy. Look, I, my kids are blessed. My family is blessed. If you got to proclaim, even in the midst of your pain, when your, pain, when your money is strained, your change is strained, your money funny, you got to proclaim even in the midst of it. You stop proclaiming and try to just start existing. You start praying, you start praising, you start, you start pursuing, you start proclaiming. And you wonder why you ain't got your breakthrough, you ain't got to your upgrades yet. You gotta continue to do those things, even in the midst of it. I'm about to close in a minute. I'm gonna give you point five. I'm gonna give you my last point, and then I'm gonna give a testimony real quick if you don't mind, Pastor, and we're gonna go on out. We're gonna get up out of here, all right? Last point. You have power in your pain. <laughs> Woo! You still got power, even in the midst of your pain. Watch this, watch this. In Luke chapter 23, all right? In Luke chapter 23, in, in this passage of scripture, Jesus is on the cross. 
They done beat him. They done hung him on the cross. Nails in his hands, nails in his feet, crown of thorns on his head. And we get to verse 39 and it says, and one of the male factors which were hang railed on him saying, if thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him saying, dost not thou fear God seeing thou art in the same condemnation and we indeed justly for we receive the due reward for our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Elder Sims had jumped on the earth. I'm like, man, don't preach my sermon before I get up here. Jesus, I said, I said, I said understand it. Jesus done been beat all night long. Hanging. Done been there for hours. But still had the power to save that man that was on the cross next to him. But God said, and, and, and see, my Bible says that, 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 that we are joint heirs with Christ. <laughs> come on, come on. We are his, we are God's children, just like Jesus. We got the same power through the Holy Spirit. And, and we don't use the power that we have. We got the power to speak to our situation. You got the power to speak to somebody else's situation and for them to come up out of it. But you don't use the power because you in pain. You so focused on the pain that you forget you got power. You don't speak over your own life. You don't like, sometimes I get at my back, get to hurt, and I lay hands on my own back. Yes, now, I do the natural stuff, but I'm going to lay hands on my back first. Yes. Then I go get the tiger bomb, the ice, or whatever I need to put on there. Yes. But you got to have power. You got to know, even in the midst of your pain, whatever you're going through right now, you still got power in your pain. Yes. And you got to use that power if you're going to get to your upgrade. See, 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 Jesus used his power. Then he gave up the ghost. But then God resurrected him. He got up with what power? He got up with what power? He got up with what power? Come on now. You got to pray through your pain. You got to praise through your pain. You got to pursue through your pain. You got to proclaim through your pain. And you got to remember, you still got power even in the midst of your pain. We've been talking about the upgrade, right? I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with this. <clears throat> Actually, I got to go back. And I was going to start, I was going to start the, this testimony. I was going to start this testimony about a month and a half ago. But I, I realized when I got in here and I saw you, my brother, I ain't, it didn't even register to me until I saw you. We was on Sunday school this morning, but it didn't register to me. Back in January, we was on, it was me and, uh, Minister Parrish, Elder Parrish, Bishop, I call him, but Bishop Parrish, who's on, and it was just us two. And before we got off, he said, he said, my brother, I just want to ask you something. He said, man, are you, are you looking for another job? I said, no, man, I ain't looking for another job. I'm working on building a business, but I ain't looking for no job. He said, man, but I, I just want to pray. I feel that God got something for you. And he prayed for me before we got off. Fast forward. <laughs> now, now, now I'm finna, I'm finna, I'm finna rewind a little bit. How many was here when I preached, uh, I did, I ministered on Esther, Bible study night. And I started to give, I started to give it away. You tell you about the upgrade then, but the upgrade had not come to pass just yet. That's the point. Sometimes, some of y'all start speaking on your upgrade before it's fully come to pass. You're speaking at the wrong time and you sabotage your upgrade. That's what God told me. Some of y'all, you need to keep your mouth closed. You're speaking too soon. But in that, in that sermon, I was telling you about a situation where I was at DOR I, and people were treating us bad and I had a coworker who left and had gotten a job at FDC. Hey, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about working for the Department of Corrections. She got the job, but then she wound up leaving and getting a job with Leon County. So I applied for the job there. It was a raise. I went ahead and got the job. God blessed me with the job. There I met the bureau chief. My bureau chief was running a great man, great man of God, just just great dude. And we went through a lot of challenges while he was there. We worked together for about three years. And then he retired and he left. And he went to a company. Uh, he was part owner of the company, had 10% ownership, and was making a lot of money, but he said they weren't treating him right. His, it didn't, the, the company didn't align with his values. And, and God called him from 
Prison Fellowship Ministries, and he went over there. So we're going to bring that up to about a month and a half, well, probably about two months ago. I just got through working with a mentoring program that my sons are part of. I was at a workshop, and I get a call from him. Like, and we would talk from time to time, but he called me on a Saturday, which was kind of unusual. And he said to me, he said, look, James, he said, how you doing, man? I said, I'm good, man. How you doing, Chief? He said, look, I'm great. He said, look, man, are you still at FDC? I said, yes, sir. He said, you still making such and such? I said, yes, sir. He said, um, well, I got a position that's going to be coming open. I want you to, I want you to keep your eye out for it. When, I, when it come open, I need you to apply for it. I said, yes, sir, I'll do that. He said, this is what it's going to be doing. You'll be working for me. Da, 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 da. He said, look, <clears throat> would a $35,000 raise be okay with you? I said, absolutely. <laughs> I said, can you send me some information on me? He said, yeah. He sent me the position description. I told Pastor Joe and Pastor Robin. I talked to them. I said, God, I'm like, because I wasn't even looking for the job. And this is the funny thing. He said he was driving down the road that Saturday, and James Brown came on the radio, and it made him think of me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're missing it. You're missing it. Somebody, some, some, your name is going to be on somebody's mind that you ain't even got. God got your name on somebody's mind for your upgrade that you ain't even know they thinking about you. He said he was listening to Jane Brown and he thought about me. Fast forward, I did the interviews. I applied. I did the interviews, about three interviews. And this is, this is what I'm talking about, going through the pain. All right. So in preparation, I knew God was kind of preparing me. I, I could see God preparing me for it because the, the job has some travel with it. All right. So my job at FDC, we had a conference in Orlando and I had to go to Orlando for that conference for a week because my thing was worried about the travel with my, you know, my oldest son is driving now, but, you know, getting the youngest son to school, my wife at work, all these kind of things. I'm like, God, how you going to work it out? So he kind of gave me a taste by going to this conference. Um, so anyway, I went to the conference. I came back. Uh, we got back that Friday. That was the 23rd. My son's birthday was the 24th. So we, we did the birthday thing. I was fine. Sunday, I was fine. Monday, I get up. I go work out. Five o'clock, I'm in the gym. But I feel a little fatigued. My, my joints a little achy. I'm like, what's going on? So I went to work. But then I told my boss, I said, look, I need to go. I'm, I'm going to go get a COVID test. I did the PCR test. Um, but I went home, started drinking, taking NyQuil every four hours, which I normally do. That's my normal routine whenever I feel anything. Well, I'm like, I'm not feeling well. I started taking medicine. And by that night, I was feeling better. I was straight. Fast forward Wednesday, the following week, and I get a call and it's like, hey, we just want to let you know you tested positive for COVID. I'm like, man, this is crazy. This is my second time testing positive because I tested positive right after my youngest son's birthday last year in September. But I thank God that I never really had any bad symptoms. You know what I'm saying? That's his God. That's his cover. This is cover. Now, watch this now. About an hour, about an hour after I get that call, I get the call that I got the job. And how you could be mentally, because honestly, at the same time, now I, I found out that, you know, I was hearing about people dying of COVID and this, this new variant, the Delta variant and all this, and fear could seep in. Could allow fear to seep in. But you got to continue to operate in faith, even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of your pain, even in the midst of your challenges. You got to begin, you got to continue to operate in faith. I'm gonna show you how I'm gonna show you how good God is. Watch this. So that's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Thursday, wife and kids go get tested. They go to go to FAMU. And I, I go, I drive, I go out there with them because you know they FAMU had changed providers of who was doing their testing and whatnot. And, and so I went out there with them. I stayed in the car. I was gonna stay in the car. My wife was like, go ahead and get tested again. So I go get tested. That test come back negative. I was like, all right, I'm going to quarantine. Just be safe. Quarantine till that following Monday. Give it at least a week. I'm like, it's just say 14 days. Let me give it, give it at least a week. So I went that Monday, got two more tests. Got a rapid test and got another PCR test. Both of them came back negative. I said, thank you, Lord. You got to understand, in the midst, God, and God wanted me to share the testimony. Because, one, we've been talking about the upgrade, but we ain't heard about nobody upgrade. So God, God said, you need to share your upgrade. <laughs> 
See, first it was prophesied. I wasn't even looking for the job. The job came looking for me. The job came looking for me. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'll be honest with you. There were other people, Caucasian women, that had gotten raises and they had promoted and did all kinds of things. Fuck. Did I say anything? I ain't fuss. And they did it under the table. They didn't even announce these promotions and raises and all of that. I said, it's okay. I ain't worried about it. I trust God. And then when I, nobody knew anything about me applying or anything until after I got the job. When it was time for me to leave, I ain't need you to know nothing. You gotta be, you gotta be quiet about what, sometimes you ain't get, you go telling folks and tell me, oh, I'm about to get up out of here. And then they be to sabotage what you got going on. Because you, we gotta learn how to be, be silent until God gives us the upgrade. You, you got to understand, God is still in the upgrading business. If he can do it for me, he can do it for you, 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 you. Because my Bible says, Pastor, don't the Bible say that God is no respect of persons? <laughs> what he'll do for one, he'll do for another. So if he did it for me, I want, I just want, God wanted me to share the testimony that if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. Now your upgrade may not be financial, it may be. Your upgrade may be in your emotional health. It may be in your physical health. It may be in your it may be in your finances. But God said, whatever your upgrade is, God, I'm still in the upgrade business. I just came, I just sent James Ezekiel by here to let you know that I'm still in the upgrade business. We hope you've been blessed by this fresh word from Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. Pastor Joseph Davis and the congregation invite you to join them. You can find more information by following them on social media. Just look up Truth Gatherers Dream Center Church. And we pray that God will bless you richly and abundantly in the coming days, knowing that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him.